And it's the only podcast that broadcasts 438 miles between each other. We're back, and we're glad to have you back. Season four of the fifth quarter podcast right here in the 2021 season. Hi, everybody. George Koff with you, as always. And Desmond, my good friend Desmond McLaughlin, back on the mic here. Desmond, is it weird to think that we started this three years ago? 2018 just was like, you know, let's just throw something together. And now here we are, the fourth season of the podcast. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What's going on? Outstanding, George. It's been a, been a great week, man. College football is coming back. NFL is coming back. Drake's dropping his album tonight. Man, it's, just, it's just a wonderful day, George. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, in-person classes, we're having, you know, just it feels back to some normal normalcy. We're going to have full stadiums. And, you know, mm-hmm. on Saturday, we're going to have capacity-filled fans. It's just going to feel right. I feel like that's, you know, the important thing. And honestly, that's the most important thing to kind of talk about now to start things off and, and realize that, hey, we're not talking about a 2020 season where we didn't even know if we we're going to have a full season. Now we're talking about a season where we've got some real interesting storylines. And I think it starts with um, just the, the pure fact that full stadiums, you're going to have a home field advantage now. Yeah. Quickly, what does that mean? for college football as a whole? I definitely think it's going to be a big thing, especially with maybe the second year sophomores or juniors who really haven't seen much playing time. This will be the first real season of full capacity. And I'm telling you, I think it's going to be full capacity, George. Like the students, they missed football last year. Think about all the freshman students who didn't get to go to their first football game or didn't get the chance to because they were about COVID. Now they do. It's going to be loud. Rowdy, I'm definitely thinking field advantage is going to take a huge part in this. Yeah, it's going to be a massive uh, atmosphere change, and I really do think we're going to see full full stadiums if possible. I know California is already still all over the place, and there are some uh, there are some you know areas where it's still I think 85, 90 percent capacity, but for the most part, we're going to see full stadiums, and it's going to be real exciting. Speaking of a full stadium, uh, we're going to get right into it, Desmond. You got to start us off on a good note. You ready to get into this? Ready, George. All righty. Season four, episode one, the 55th overall episode. Here we go. Um, and we're going to start with the Texas Tech Red Raiders facing off against the Houston Cougars. And now, Desmond, we were talking about before we started recording here, uh, you are now going to Houston, the University of Houston. Go go, Cougs. Um, and so this is a battle of your, your former two schools. So I think we are going to start looking at Houston more than Texas Tech. So starting off with your you know battle of your two schools, what are you looking forward to in this matchup? Well, George, this is just, for me, it's the perfect matchup, as you said. It's my formal school against my new school. I got a lot of people from Tech coming down to come watch the game. Um, atmosphere, everyone's excited. It's got to be playing at NRG, the Texan Stadium. Huge line to get tickets. I did not want to wait in that line, so I'm going to hopefully get mine online today. Um, but I'm excited. Um, you know, we have Clayton Toon, a quarterback who's improved. Um last year and I think he has the ability to keep up with a big tro- with a big 12 shootout but I think in the end I think Texas Tech just has a little more firepower to them um, so I had them winning 38-30 um, you know Mr. Tyler Oregon transfer for Texas Tech um, he has a lot of talent to him I know last year he was benched during the Pac-12 championship game I believe but he still led them to there. Granted, they had a smaller season, but 
I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. So he definitely has a lot of talent um, that Coach Wells can work with. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, this Texas Tech team is going to look a whole lot different. No yeah. Alan Bowman, no uh, Keyshawn Carter, no TJ Vasher. Our boy TJ, he's in the NFL. But I think one of – one of the things too is offensive line is going to be a really, you know, they're bringing back four of the five starters. I was looking at that earlier today. I think that's going to be a big key for Texas tech. And you talked about Texas tech is they are offensively going to be looking for their leader and Oregon's that the transfer from Oregon that you keep mentioning. Yeah. He's going to be a big, a big impact, but I do actually think that Dana Holgerson has shown some upside. He's shown some promise in the last few years. I do actually think the Cougars get it done. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes watching this game. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff, prime time on ESPN. A lot of people are going to be watching this game. Um, as we just started recording here, packed a Big 12 announced expansion potential, you know, as Texas and Oklahoma are leaving in 2025 for the SEC. The Big 12 is going to be down to eight members at that point. So they're looking to try to get back to 10, maybe even 12. And BYU – UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston on those lists, on that list of potential members to be added to the to the league. And Desmond, I think this Cougars, you know, the neutral site, it's not really a neutral site for Houston. They're playing at NRG just down the road from campus. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have, it's probably going to be 80, 20, maybe 75. I would say 75, 25% Cougar fans. Mm-hmm. And I think Red Raiders are going to compete. It's going to be back and forth. Down the stretch, Houston shows why they should be considered for the Big 12. They played Oklahoma in the same building a few years ago with Big 12 conversations, and they got it done. They do it here. I got it 34-30. Should be a good one. Texas Tech is a one-point favorite. So this game is truly going to be one of those, you know, either way. Um, should be a good one, though. 6 p.m. on ESPN on Saturday. Moving ahead, just north, you know, 90 miles to good old college station the aggies have a lot of attention as they'll host kent state here on saturday and desmond a sixth a a number six ranking to start off in the preseason poll they're behind alabama and georgia in the sec jimbo fisher just got a huge contract contract extension you know mond is gone it's the hangs king era i think this is a really good team that has the pieces to put it all together. Last year, we saw what an A&M team can do when they buy into Jimbo Fisher's culture. Kellen Mond, you know, he had started with someone and had to work his way into the Jimbo Fisher pro-style offense, pro-style package. He did so. He's now, you know, getting reps with the first team in Minnesota in the NFL. I think Haynes King, we saw him do that behind Mond last year. He's not, you know, out of the sorts, if you will. He's going to be able to do something with the offense. He's not just going to, you know, punt the first three possessions. I guarantee you that. I like to see Haynes King build off of what Mond did. I think sometimes with quarterbacks here at AM, they tend to just, you keep moving on after a four year starter. So we had, you know, Johnny Manziel in 2012, then you had Kyle Allen and Murray for a little bit, then you had um, Kenny Hill, and then Kenny Hill it moved on to, I'm guessing the, the order mixed up there, but then you had Trevor Knight, and people forget about Trevor Knight, he was our quarterback for five years ago, and then, you know, I feel like quarterbacks get overlooked, and I don't think Haynes King's going to let that happen, because I think he's too good of an athlete, uh, too good of a, a just an overall 
IQ, football IQ type of guy. Uh, I like the Aggies to to get somewhere this season. They have the best one-two punch at the running back with Isaiah Spiller and uh, Devon A. Chain. That is that is a you know nobody's gonna argue with me on that. I don't think so, Desmond. Maybe you can argue with me there, but I don't think no, that no, there's I, a. I, I've said the same thing as Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller, a fantastic running back to have. Yeah, I don't think there's a there's a better one-two or two-headed monster, if you will. It at least in the SEC, maybe in the country, I would argue in the country, but for sure in the SEC, and I think we're gonna see that at least the first few games. They're gonna lean on. King, King is going to lean on A-Chain and Spiller to help get that running offense moving and then get him more uncomfortable. He gets Kent State, then he gets Colorado, and he gets New Mexico. That's three really easy games. Colorado, maybe not so much, but easy games to at least get into the system before you start SEC play against Arkansas. Then you go Mississippi State, and then you welcome in the beast of Nick Saban's Alabama on October 9th. So you still have a, a bit of a way and a lot of quarters to get under your belt as a starter if you're Haynes King. And I like Haynes King to be able to just power that offense pretty strong. We're going to see a really good offensive production from him in his first game as the starter. I like the Aggies 53 to 20. Um, I think it's a maybe a bit ambitious, but I would like to be ambitious. There's a lot for and for to be proven in College Station. And I think this is the year that the Aggies finally get over the hump and make it to the college football playoff. Desmond, anything you wanted to add to this matchup? It's on the nail, man. I said Haynes King's first start. Uh, Jimbo Fisher's talking like a little nervous about him. Not that he doesn't believe in him, but just know he knows how hard it is to have your first collegiate start. But as you said, if he has running backs like Isaiah Spiller to lean on, you know, you can kind of limit to what he really has to do. Um, but also, like we talked about earlier, Kent State playing at Kyle Field. We know Kyle Field is one of the the toughest places to play against. And Kent State, their stadium is pretty small. So I definitely think that will, you know, they, they'll struggle against that crowd. So I have 45-17. I definitely think anyone's going to blow them out the water and come back with a chip on their shoulder for missing the uh, CFP last year. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the one thing, too, that cannot be overlooked is Kent State averaged almost 50 points a game last year. So they only played five games, and that's not really a great sample size. But when you can score, that I think it was like 48.5 that they were score averaging per game. That's ridiculous on any level, okay? That, 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 let's just put that out there. Kent State's quarterback is returning, so you know you have a guy that can score. I think this is going to be a – game that the defense will have to be tested they're going to be tested early they're going to have to buckle down hammer down and and find what's right and i think they will be able to get done seven of the 11 starters from last year's defense return that is a huge number and that is a crucial especially when you have a quarterback that's a you know first time starter on the other side of the field for texas a&m so i think it will be a real interesting showdown 7 p.m kickoff from Kyle Field, a full 102,000-person Kyle Field. AM is a 28-point favorite. We'll see if they cover the spread there in College Station on Saturday night. All righty. So we told you, season four, you know, we've learned what works and what doesn't. And Desmond, we're going to introduce a new segment this year. We're going to talk about – we're going to try to bring a little bit more Texas feel, you know, Texas-sized – atmosphere to our podcast and that starts with a segment which has no name right now 
probably by the end of the season, we'll come up with some corny fun name. But right now, it's just around the state storylines, just something, you know, taking a look at what's going on in the Lone Star State in college football. And we might even throw some high school football later on. We should have some good high school football this season with everything going back to normal. But Desmond, three games we'll look at each week. The first three that we have here, Louisiana Lafayette against Texas, Baylor against Texas State, and Abilene Christian against SMU. Desmond, let's start with the first one. Coach Sarkeesian makes his debut in Austin against the Rage of Cajuns. We, this is one of our pick games, so we won't talk too much. But I think one thing to look at is what does the Longhorns offense look like? What does it look like without Sam Ellinger? I think that's a big thing is how, you know, of course, AM, what does it look like without Kellen Mond? But in here, there in Austin, there's been some controversy with, I think it's Hudson Card and then Casey Thompson, I think is the, the two quarterbacks that are battling it out. There's some conversation about who should start and not everyone's agreeing. What do you think that plays into an offense? Well, it's all based their play style. I think the coach is just going to find out who he thinks better fits a play style than run off of that. But sometimes competition between quarterbacks is good. We've seen that before with Ohio State before, where they had multiple people uh, being quarterbacks and having one of them actually end up playing wide right receiver. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I know Texas had a great recruiting class, as they always do, um, this offseason. And, but, you know, it seems like the committee is not living up to the hype that Texas is back. I mean, they're ranked. I know early season rankings don't mean much, but this is one of the lower rankings that we've seen Texas start off in the season before. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. But honestly, I hate to say it's by, I have faith that Texas is going to be a Lafayette. I really do. I think it's going to be a good game. That's for sure. And I'm, I'm with you. I feel like preseason rankings don't really tell you much, but it does tell you where, you know, the hype or where people are leading because Texas being that low, that's, you know, yeah, sure. They can climb back up, but that also means that there's a lot of people that don't necessarily think everything is put together in Austin right now. Um, or maybe, maybe it's not a knock in Texas. Maybe just other schools are just getting as good. Correct. Correct. And, and I think, you know, we'll see what they can do. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of the big thing with, with Texas every year, you have to see what, you know, are they back? Okay. Well, before you make that, that, that like statement, you have to really look at where they are in comparison right. to the rest of the big 12, the rest of the college football world. Um, so it should be a good one. Um, stay tuned. We'll have, see who Desmond and I pick on that as we keep going here. Baylor, Texas state Desmond. <laughs> We saw SMU Texas State last year. What a ball game that was last year. That was cool. That was quite the uh, quite the spectacular. Just flourishes. Maybe not the right word. Flourishes, but what a game it was in that first week of college football that we got. You know, it was kind of just like, oh man, we've been savoring it for five months, and we finally got something. Baylor, kind of all over the place. I don't know where Baylor's at. I mean, you got Dave Aranda. They're still dealing with all these allegations, George. That's where they're at. Oh, the NCAA said that. What was it? That that there was the investigation proved that there was nothing wrong. Like there was yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> you know, you know, you don't, you don't, honestly, you don't really want to like make a statement there because we know what happened. There was sexual, yeah. sexual allegations there. We know we, there's proof. There's evidence that something happened. It cost, uh, Art Bar Bryles, his job. So 
Um, you know, the NCAAs can say what they want, but I think it's going to really see change and sit over this Baylor program until Baylor starts to get back into the, you know, RG3 type hype that they had. I mean, that was yeah. 10 years ago, Desmond. 10 years ago, RG3 won the Heisman. And now he's working at ESPN. So yeah, he's just some good takes. Yeah. Oh, he did. He he does. He does. And and you know, a lot of things can happen in ten years. And I think oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see what Baylor can do this year to try to get back up to that. And finally, Abilene Christian SMU. Come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry. Well, look, SMU. We saw how good they were the last few years. All of a sudden, they've gotten out of this you know rut that they were in. Do they continue that? You know, I know they've had a lot of, you know, Shane Bouchelle's gone. Do they, you know, what do they, where, where do they stand? Because we've seen them kind of use transfers as how they've gotten back up, but now they're, I think, starting with a blank slate. So where do they stand? I, I respect Abilene Christian, but I don't think they really stand a chance. No, no. I maybe not in this game, probably <laughs> not. But what I'm saying is, you know, I think that's the big early preseason question for SMU is where do they stand? Yeah. So this would, this would be a good game to kind of feel out, you know, what they like, what they don't like. How are they going to adjust throughout the season? Um, sometimes a clean slate can be good, but of course, sometimes it can be bad. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, only, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Absolutely. And we'll see how they compete in the American. I know they, I'm not sure that they play Cincinnati. So we'll see what ends up happening in the American. As we move forward here, our famous, we always have one segment that, you know, early on in the season that we like and hot takes and things. And, you know, with Max Kellerman leaving first take, I feel like we have to continue to this, you know, these hot takes, Desmond. And uh, the first thing I have is buy or sell. And, and the big thing is uh, buy or sell NFL and college edition. So we're going to look at just a few things that we think that, you know, are we buying on it or are we selling it? And the first, Mac Jones just named the starter in New England. One of the big things that they're talking about is Mac Jones is going to be good enough to be the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Are you buying or are you selling that? I'm going to say sell. Um, Najee Harris, that Steelers depth chart, the running back kind of starts and ends with him. And I really believe it's to come out and make a difference because they rely heavily on their passing game especially Mr. TikTok star himself, Juju. But um, I think if he can come out and kill it, then it's really going to change that offense. And I really think he will. He's going to get a lot of touches. As I said, he is their running back. Um, and he has a lot of talent. So I, I think he's going to win rookie of the year. We'll see. We'll see. I think, you know, James Conner not being in Pittsburgh definitely helps Najee Harris's case. Oh, yeah. um, so we'll see what he can do behind a pretty strong offensive line in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, I personally don't – I'm selling it as well. I don't like – I don't think Mac Jones is going to be that good of a quarterback. Obviously, Bill Belichick saw, sees something in him that he saw in Tom Brady because why would he let go of Cam Newton? That's the big storyline. I, I just – I think I was not high on him when he was drafted, not really high on him even before that. I think – the problem with Alabama quarterbacks is they always have so many weapons around them that you don't necessarily get to see the true talent true of the talent. quarterback. So you have to wait to see what they can do once they get to the NFL. Like with Tua, we thought Tua was one of the best quarterbacks to come out of college football in this generation. And he's kind of 
He's kind of yeah, he's, uh, play, he's playing better. He's playing better. Okay, but he's sort of plateaued. Let's be honest. He's he, I don't necessarily see him going up. Maybe this season. We'll see. But well, I mean, play for the Dolphins, the play for Alabama. Or, but I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're like, saying. And Joe Burrow is even a great example. Before he got injured, he was one of the yeah. best college quarterbacks passing wise, and he just kind of eh, didn't. And yeah, he didn't have a great offensive line, and he still doesn't. Mm-hmm. But just an idea, just a thought that hey. You can't. You got to really see how raw, what raw talent is. Like Devonte Smith, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a receiver in the NFL, like Julio Jones. He's gonna be a guy that's going to be relied. Maybe Tyreek Hill, even a guy that's gonna be relied on for years to come because we saw what he can do at Alabama. Like I'm not gonna deny the fact that he's a and he won the Heisman for a reason. He's a fantastic player. He's an athlete. He's a guy that can play. I just don't see the same same in Mac Jones. Um, Okay, here's another big one, Desmond. UCLA will have a winning a winning record this season. Back to college, buy or sell? I'm gonna say buy. I was gonna just schedule and I have them, you know, plus one in the winning category. Uh, but I definitely think there'll be a lot of toss up games. There'll be a lot of close games that they'll have to win. Okay, yeah, I do too. I, I think I'm with Kirk Herbstreit on this one. He was talking about it on game day last week. UCLA has kind of gotten over the curve, kind of gotten over the hump that 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 uh. Chip Kelly has not been able to get over and finally has a group of, you know, a full group of recruits from freshman to senior that he's recruited, that he's seen in his own eyes of where they stand. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's going to be a really good quarterback. I think, I don't think he won the Heisman. I don't think he's going to win the Davy O'Brien. I think he's going to be a quarterback that will, that we'll be talking about come the draft. I really do think um, he, he's a guy I could see fitting in a system in the NFL. And finally, Desmond, Quickly, will a Pac-12 team get into the college football playoff? Quickly. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm with you there. They're going to get close, but I don't think it's not yet. And I don't think UCLA is good enough to get into the pack, the playoff. I think they're going to get a winning record, just not in the playoff. And then somebody else not named – I'm going to change it up here, Desmond. Somebody else not named Spencer Rattler is going to win the Heisman. Buy or sell? You think somebody else besides Spencer Rattler winning high school? I'm, I'm gonna say bye. Okay, say bye. Yeah, because what's this hype about Spencer Rattler? He didn't even start the entire season for Oklahoma last year. It's just Oklahoma quarterbacks, man. They just love him. <laughs> hey, you do too. Come on now, you do too. I, I did, I did, you know. But I, I have another quarterback in mind, Matt Quirrell from Ole Miss. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm running his wave last year. It was Derek King who played very well. But this okay. year, it's this man right here. I'm, I'm, as long as he matures more than last season, like his turnover ratio, I think he's a very explosive player, and I think he'll prove it this year. Okay, okay. So the, you've heard it there first. If Matt Crow wins the Heisman, Desmond called it here on September the second, right before <laughs> college football really kicking off and and in a good way. So there you go, Matt Corral. If you're listening, shout out to you at Ole Miss. So uh, there you go. Um, I will say, hang on, hang, 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 you know, you're gonna have to keep, you know, listeners, you're gonna have to keep tuning into my uh, Ole Miss rants because I do think Ole Miss might have a chance to upset some big teams in the SEC, i.e., Texas A&M. I really do think it might be, they might be the team that that knocks A&M off of a pedestal that they are gonna be gladly on. More on that as we get later in the season, but just a just a sneak preview, if you will, a nice little teaser got it it's almost like a uh 
it's almost like a end of credit scene in credit scene in the marvel movies you know they kind of just show you what's yeah, going to happen yeah. in the next one mm-hmm. i'm just kind of telling you yeah guess what you got to keep listening to hear why why i think almost might actually uh shock shock some eyes in the sec so but that's for another day and as per usual desmond let's pick some games and uh, this year, we're going to try to go through them a little bit quicker. So you guys don't have to listen to 20 minutes of us just ranting about one specific <laughs> team. We're going yeah. to try to go through them quickly like they do on college game day. They just kind of do them in 30 seconds or so. Who you got? Why? Why a little one sentence kind of blurb? Um, Desmond, before we do that, upset watch. I beat you. Uh, I had a 6-10 and 10 record. You had a 6-11 and 11 record. And I believe it was because you picked one extra upset at one of the weeks, and I did not. So, uh the stakes are reset. Oh, well, then if you say it like that, then technically I could be six and 10 and it was a tie. Um, <laughs> although I, you have to remember, I picked the first four weeks correct. I was five and one and then I lost what, like the last, you know, nine of the last 10 or whatever it was. So I got to start on a hot streak again and I got to keep it rolling. And we'll start the first game we're going to start with is Indiana and Iowa. This is somehow a top 20 ranked matchup. Indiana coming off of that strangely amazing year. Iowa always going to be a really good top 20 team. Desmond, I like the Hoosiers. I like what they stand for. I like the culture Tom Allen's building there. I've got them winning this one by one point, 31 to 30. George had a very similar score, but I'm going the opposite direction. I think I wasn't come out with this 31-27, I believe, in the running back, Tyler Goodson. He's going to grind out yards this week. I'm about to go with Iowa. Okay. Should be a good one on Big Ten Network at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. All right. We're not, we're not even going to, you know, suspense it. We're just going to go right to it. Louisiana, Lafayette, and Texas. This is a top 25 matchup in Austin. This is, you know, Steve Sarkeesian's first game at the head of Longhorns football. I've got some Longhorn friends, Desmond. Uh, <laughs> look, here's where I stand. The Raging Cajuns upset Iowa State last year, right? Iowa State almost won the Big 12. Yeah, yeah, that was the first game of the season, yeah. Texas, we have no idea where they are at. Let's be real for a second. We don't know if they're going to be one of those top 10 teams at the end of the country in the season, or are they just going to kind of be, again, another bust of a season? And I actually think Louisiana – this is not an upset. They're just going to maintain control of the game the entire 60 minutes. The Raging Cages win this one 40 to 17. Shocking people in Austin. They're going to realize why Why did they hire Steve Sarkeesian. So you're saying they're going to blow them out? They're going to blow them out. It's not going to be an upset. They're just going to control it from start to finish. Who you got? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> He said that's not an upset, but this thing's going to blow them out. <laughs> I don't know, George. I mean, it's out Austin. As you said, we don't know what Texas is, so you don't know. They could be in the most overpowered team in college football. They had a great recruiting class. I'm, I'm going to go with Texas 28-17. I definitely think that Louisiana, they're going to keep it close, but you got me shocked, George. I was not. I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. You heard it here first. If it's a uh, if it's a blowout, well, you know who predicted it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna keep moving forward here. Go a little bit quicker, but uh, 
we'll go right to the college game day game. We're not we're not crossing cutting any corners today. Georgia Clemson top five matchup at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. Uh, more to gain or more to lose for Georgia rather than is there to gain for Clemson in my brain. I think Georgia's a really trendy national championship pick this year. I don't know if I bought on to the JT Daniels uh, hype train yet. I need to see them in person. I, I, it's hard to make initial, you know, thoughts and really be correct about them for the whole season. So before I really buy into the fact that Georgia could win a national championship, I need to see their offense first. A great chance against a really good opponent, a really good team, and DJ Uliangale. He almost single-handedly beat Notre Dame last year. I've got the Clemson winning on a field goal as time expires, 38-35. George, this is my upset pick of the week. College Ooh. game day, no better game to do it. I am living into the hype. Last year, I thought they were a pretty good team. They have 13 starters come back. They're improving. I believe JT Daniels is a great quarterback. I don't want to say great, but I think he's a good quarterback. Good enough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 24-17. Georgia gets the win in Charlotte. Okay. Saturday Night Football on ABC is where you can get that one and should be a good one. You know, I'll be following yeah. it on my phone while I'm in the stands at Kyle Field. So. <laughs> Honestly, it should be a really good one. I, I, I'm excited to see that we get a top five matchup on week number one. All righty. We're, we're going to rapid fire these next few dozen. LSU-UCLA at the Rose Bowl. LSU got displaced because of the hurricane. They've been in – a in Houston is where they've yeah, been they trading have. the last week. I don't think that really phases them. I like UCLA. I think LSU is just a slightly bit better. Um, 37 to 30. I agree, George. LSU defense returning. Close game. But I think LSU wins, wins this one 31-24. Yeah, should be a good one on Fox at 7.30 p.m. from the Rose Bowl. Penn State, Wisconsin. Desmond, this is a top 20 matchup. Let me just say this. These are both going to. These teams are both going to underperform this year. This is going to be, a bo- this is going to be the first. This is going to be Penn State's last time that they're going to be ranked in the top twenty. Uh, Wisconsin, I do buy the hype that Wisconsin could make it to the Big Ten championship game. They don't face Ohio State this year. I do think they could face them in the Big Ten championship. I, I like the Wisconsin Badgers, but cl- but it's close down the stretch. But they pull away, thirty-four to twenty. I agree, George. Um... It'll be interesting for the Big Ten this year. I know last year uh, they had a shortened season, but I think Wisconsin wins this one, 41-37. I definitely think all of it will be because of the home field advantage they have. Yeah, it should be a good one, though. Uh, that's the big noon kickoff game for Fox at 11 a.m. So that one could be really interesting. I think it will depend on quarterback play for sure. Uh, Graham Graham Mertz is the Wisconsin quarterback. He's the one that almost had a perfect passing um, in his first game. Uh, last year had almost had a perfect uh, passer rating. But uh, we'll see what he can do against the Nittany Lions. All right. De'Eric King, we talked about him earlier, Desmond. He faces the Alabama Crimson Tide. And this is a really interesting matchup because De'Eric King really, you know, he's a quarterback coming off of his knee surgery and knee injury. But he's a solid quarterback. He's been there for a while. Alabama trying to replace every weapon that they had last year with Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, a lot of their offensive line, a lot of their defense. We, have, we get to see what Bryce Young's going to do. I think this is going to be a game that's closer than the experts think. I think this is going to be a game that comes down to um, who has the ball last, really. I like the, the Crimson Tide to pull it out. 
but not by 18. They win by 11, 41 to 30. I agree, George, what you said. Um, I know we were picking this. We were picking a team to beat the spread. Uh, I think it's like 19.5. Yeah, 18, eight, 18 to 19 points, yeah. 18 to 19, yeah. I got 15. Alabama's going to win. There's such a force. But as you said, I do expect Derek King to show his force. And as we've seen in the past, that Saban defense has struggled against mobile quarterbacks, which he is very much indeed. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it should be a really good one. That's the Chick-fil-A kickoff game on ABC, the game prior to that Clemson-Georgia. So ABC's got their hands full with two really good games back-to-back. Also, don't you feel like there are a lot of, like, pretty good games, some good ranked games? You see, see, like, them playing, like, I don't know, like, the school of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, (laughs) you're right, though. I think this is one of those, you know, first weeks where we finally get something that's not – a&M against Prairie View. It's yeah. Even Kent State, like we talked about earlier, has can score. A&M, Alabama, Miami, two year, ten years ago or five years ago when it was scheduled, nobody knew both teams would be in the top fifteen. Like nobody knew that De'Ara King would be the Miami quarterback. It would be absolutely just you know killing it there, and that Alabama would be starting a freshman quarterback. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of really good games um, this this uh, this first week. But we do have three more games, and we'll just rapid-fire them. Baylor, Texas State, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Desmond, SMU almost almost lost to Texas State last year in, in San Marcos, and, and they were able to escape there. Baylor, we don't really know many questions. There's a lot of over you know overhanging, um, you know, problems around the you know around the program Desmond this is my upset pick of the week I like Texas State I think they have a really good offense I think there, there are a lot of guys returning I like I like their special teams unit as well we saw that last year I think they're going to get it done and they get it done by a touchdown 35 to 28 over the Baylor Bears well sit that George I don't have any faith in Texas State I think it's 38 13 Baylor I think they take it easily Okay, okay. 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. So Baylor is a 14-point favorite. We'll see if they cover or not. All right, Stanford and Kansas State. They're playing this one in the All-State Kickoff Classic at AT&T Stadium, Desmond. And underrated game of the week, in my opinion. I think this is two unranked, unranked teams. I think we could see Kansas State in the top 25 next week if they can get it done here. Stanford's a good program. They've got a decent quarterback. They've got a lot of guys returning from last year. Last year, they really didn't do the best, but they also didn't really get a chance to play. Pac-12 only played, what, four games or five-game schedule, and then there was a few postponements. So I think they only ended up playing three games or whatever. So I like uh, Kansas State, actually. I, I think Kansas State will get it done. They'll win one for the Big 12. They'll really, you know, Big 12 struggling right now. I think it'll put the Big 12 in some a, a good positive, um, you know, light. And I got them winning 34 to 31. Yeah, I think Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn, Skyler Thompson, both electric back there in the in the backfield. But I think they're going to take this 117-10. It's just definitely going to be, be a very close game. Um, one that's going to be down to the wire. Yeah, and Vaughn played high school football in Texas. So there's, again, more running backs getting going out of the state to go play elsewhere. And 
but he what he's one of the fastest guys I have ever seen. I was watching he's, that can- electric man. I was watching the Kansas State Texas game last year, and I remember seeing him just absolutely just put the afterburners on. I think he scored. He was like a, he had a seventy-five yard touchdown or something ridiculous that just absolutely outran everybody on the field. And you're like this guy That's could cool. probably keep running and probably yeah. like, you know like like Forrest Gump, you know, run Forrest, run. You could just no. keep running at the same speed. He is, he's, he's fast. And I think he'll be the, you know, I, I do think he'll, he'll probably, dare I say, he might actually be a Heisman contender. Coming yeah. off of his freshman season, we'll see what he can do. Uh, finally, we have a new, new, new game this year. It's called the Listener's Choice. Um, and if you would like to have a game picked between, uh, by Desmond and I, you can submit your games. You can just text us. Find us in person if you're at Houston or AM, or you can tweet us or however you want to get it in. We will pick that game. And it has to be a game that's not between ranked opponents. And it has to be a game that we wouldn't typically pick. So not something that's on ESPN, like primetime or something like that. This week's chosen by my roommate, Hunter Brabu, good friend of the show. He's, you know, been on the show a few times or on the podcast a few times. Yeah. As when he's picked Central Michigan and Missouri. And this game's a bit interesting. Central Michigan's coach, Jim McElwain, has been ruled out for the game because he is undergoing appendicitis surgery. So prayers up to the McElwain fam- family up there in, in Mount Pleasant in, in Central Michigan. I do think Central Michigan, they'll, they'll rally around his, their coach. They'll, they'll play with you know a chip on their shoulder. But Eli Drinkwitz in, uh, in Missouri, he's got something brewing. Watch out for the Missouri Tigers. I think they're going to be – Surprise a few this year. I got them winning 41 to 17. Yeah, George, uh, prayers out to their coach. Have Missouri win this one, 38-28. Is there, like, I just had to ask, is there, like, any reason, like, does Hunter have any ties to either teams or just this this game interested him? His exact words were, you know, I'm just going to go down the ESPN scoreboard and just choose a random game. I said, okay. So that was the game he's he, – Hey, man, whatever works. Yeah, there you go. So um, shout-out to Hunter Prabhu for picking that one. We'll see if Missouri can cover the 14-point spread at 3 p.m. on the SEC Network. So um, we'll both be tuning into that one to see if um, see if they do so. Oh, Desmond, I forgot to mention, my uh, Louisiana Lafayette, that is my underdog pick. That's my pick I think is going to cover the spread. Texas is an eight-point favorite. I think Louisiana Lafayette covers that one big time. We talked about it. Yeah, they're going to blow them out. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's my that's my one that will cover. And if you haven't – excuse me, if you haven't quite picked up on it already, um, we are not doing a uh, scary good game. It takes too much time. But we each are going to pick a game that we think is going to be – the underdog is going to cover. And so Desmond picked Miami to cover against Alabama. I picked Louisiana Lafayette to cover against the Longhorns. And of course, our infamous small schools, we got to give it a few weeks before we finally make our decision. Episode three of this season four. So in two weeks, we'll have our our small schools. So you can tune in for that. But I think that's about time. And we're going to call the buzzer on that and and take a a breather and uh, Call it a day for this first episode of the fourth season of the fifth quarter podcast. Again, if you want to take a listen, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can, anywhere you get your podcast. And you can give us your feedback at bq5podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can also send us your listener choice game if you have one. Or you can follow us on quit on Twitter at the 5Q Podcast. 
and Instagram. We'll try to see if we can't get our Instagram rolling this time. I know we said that last year. We're going to see if we can't get the Instagram moving this time around. But for my colleague, Desmond McLaughlin, colleague, good friend, I guess even is a better way to say it, it down there in Houston. I'm George Coffin, College Station, saying adios, goodbye from the Fifth Quarter Podcast. We'll catch you next week.